0: It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Well, you know, sometimes I have a guest on the show that will teach me something, tell me something that sticks with me a really long time. And my guest today is Dory Greenspan. She's talking about her latest book. She's the author of 13. And Dori, I'm so glad you could join me on Amy's Table and let me tell you what it is that changed my life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear.
0: You were talking about baking chamois and your mm-hmm. your book Baking chamois, and you said you can do what the French do. If it's simple, make it at home. If it's complicated, buy it. Yes. And you know that yes. really changed my approach to desserts. You know, and I I just think that was an excellent, approachable statement to make. We don't have to feel guilty if we can't, you know, do some of the more complicated recipes.
1: Do you know, Amy, it's so funny because with this new book, you know, sometimes you don't realize things until you've done them and you're looking back at them. So I was working on this book, and it was when I was putting the final manuscript together that I looked at the recipes and thought, I've become um simpler cook, I cook more simply. So it's just so funny that you, that you say this. I think yeah, I'm more
0: practical. I think I've taken my own advice, and that is very that's <laughs> awesome. Well, this book, of course, is called Everyday Dory: The Way I Cook, and the cover is so beautiful with this gorgeous tart with tomatoes, and mm, looks so good. But that's it. I think maybe we all are cooking a little simpler. Sometimes I look at cooking days as days I'm feeling crafty. Like, I really want to create something artistic, but a lot of days I'm looking at, I want to get something delicious to the table that's, you know, with a, with a modicum of style, but also a lot of, of streamlining. And so how have, how have you become more simple? Talk a little bit about how you've streamlined. Well, when I was, first learning
1: to cook, I just wanted to do the most complicated dishes
0: imaginable
1: because I wanted to learn technique. Now I'm just like you. I want something delicious and I want to enjoy making it. I very much, I think that cooking and baking is, there's so much in the process that comes before we actually get to serve. And so I really enjoy and I encourage people to take pleasure in each step along the way before we serve it. But my food has become simpler because I've been living in, I live in three places, New York, <laughs> Connecticut, and Paris. Yeah, I know. I have three kitchens. <laughs> um, I never know where the vanilla is. But That's I've been so funny. spending a lot of time in Connecticut, and I am far away from a supermarket. And so I've become more practical. I'm doing more fridge and pantry cooking. I'm depending on what's on my refrigerator door for extra flavor boosts, And I've come up with some things that I've just, I've surprised myself. So I love when a dish has something a little unexpected in it. And there's a beef stew. In fact, I'm going to be making it um, Saturday night for, for friends that started out as a very, you know, a, a regular kind of French style stew, and that I was going to marinate the beef in 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 red wine, and then oh, and then I opened the refrigerator, and there was a tub of gochujang, the Korean chili sauce that you can buy in a bottle or a tub mm-hmm. in the supermarket, and I bought it for one recipe, and then didn't use it again. And I thought, hmm, a little bit of heat in the stew. And before I knew it, I was adding soy sauce and star anise, which I love in beef, and kind of emptying, you know, rummaging through my spice rack to see what else. And I ended up with a dish. I named it something. I will never remember this name. I don't know why I did it. It's called subtly spicy, softly hot, slightly sweet beef stew. But. I know, I'm just going to call it beef stew. I'm going to call it delicious beef stew or surprising beef stew.
0: But it made and, you stop and and give it that name because you added all those lovely layers. I mean, I think that's fantastic. <laughs>
1: right, And it took the same, you know, I just marinated the beef the way I would usually do it. And, you know, let it slow simmer on, on, on the stovetop. Um, and there it became something completely new.
0: That is so fantastic! I love that the exploration of your fridge and pantry making that happen. And I see right before it a beef and beer stew, and that's mm-hmm. kind of interesting too. Because with your French cooking background, you know I could see it maybe being more a beef and wine stew, as you mentioned. How did the beer come into play?
1: Well, there's um, there's a tradition. It's kind of a, it's a, a traditional stew called carbonade, and it's made with beef with beer. And I've rarely made it. Um, But I I was looking at, once again, what I had. And I didn't have the beer. That I had to go ask for. But um, the idea of using mustard and brown sugar Mm. in a stew just was so... It, it just you say mustard and brown sugar and you can just imagine the kind of warmth with a little bit of spice mm-hmm. and um so I played with this. It was a traditional stew that I just kept tinkering with um until I got this again teensy teensy bit sweet because of the onions and and the tiny little bit of, of, of and sugar, and then just a little sharp from the mustard and some cider vinegar. Um, it's a great combination. I love slow-cooked food. I mm-hmm. love having a pot on the stove that just braises. It does, you know, the the, the heat does all the work for you.
0: Absolutely, and the, the way your home smells, and it's just so wonderful. Well, can I ask you, you said, you know, you rely on your pantry and your fridge as you're spending more time in Connecticut. What are some things that you could, you know, advise my listeners to keep to really give them an arsenal of, you know, great additives for those pantry meals, those fridge meals?
1: Absolutely. So always have... Fresh mustard, have Dijon mustard, and have grainy mustard. I use them in vinaigrettes. I sometimes brush a chicken with a little mustard. Um, It's a great flavor adder. -er. Yes, Um, soy sauce, of course. Um, I like having miso in the refrigerator. I like using um, the the white miso, the pale miso, sometimes called yellow. Um, I'll mix it into the summer when we were cooking corn. I would make a little mix of of miso and and soy and spread it over corn on the cob or take the corn off the kernels and saute the corn with a little miso. Um, I used it in my salmon rillette, which is just um
0: Oh, I love bread. salmon rillette. Yeah. Oh,
1: this is, and it was such a pri- surprise to see the miso just lift up the flavors. And once I buy something like miso or the gochujang, which I mentioned, um, I'm looking for other ways to use it, and I always find them. So even roasting some sweet potatoes – and then just brushing a little miso over them. So I keep, it just changes. Miso is, it can be translated into the word umami. It's just packed with flavor. And so I keep miso. I keep gochujang. Um, I keep soy sauce. My husband doesn't like Asian fish sauce, but I do. I I do just a
0: little tiny taste. Tiniest bit. Yeah. I always love to surprise people, though, who have never heard it or smelled it and go, Oh, take a whiff. (laughs) They can't believe you want to add that to your food. But what it does in with, with with judicious use. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And I love ponzu, that mix of soy sauce and citrus. And sometimes I'll be making a salad with, um, you know, strong greens like kale or even, you know, a coleslaw kind of salad. And I'll use that as the dressing because it has so much flavor on mm. its own. So it's, you know, walk down the, the, the aisle, um, um, Thai chili sauce, sambal, any of the spicy, um, Asian chili sauces. Yeah. I kind of just walk down the supermarket aisle and look at what's around and think, "Hmm, this one's good," and and just just play with it. And on you know on a, a a Tuesday night when you're cooking and you've got you know a pot of rice on the stove and you're thinking rice or noodles or you know a little splash of something. Um, that you found on your fridge door can make all the difference.
0: It's true. You can experiment, and you too might create your own subtly spicy, softly hot, sweet, slightly sweet <laughs> beef stew. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dory, I have a question with sort of a follow up question for you before we uh, say goodbye today. And one is that all of these recipes seem as though they they are familial. They feel like they are, you know, a little related and can work well together. Again, the latest book is Everyday Dory, The Way I Cook. And you can find out much more about Dory, her other books, and her ideas on food at dorygreenspan.com. Dory is D O R I E. DoryGreenspan.com. Dory, I'm so excited to have talked to you today. Thank
1: you so much.
0: Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! It's Amy's Table with Amy Tolman. Yeah. Q102. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar.